and welcome to Write the Omnibus. I'm your host, Ariel Basca, and March is the start of World Languages Month. And because part of our mission as a podcast is to facilitate conversations in an authentic way with people from around the world, our first two conversations this month are bilingual, one in Korean and one in Spanish. I recognize that listening to other tongues on a podcast may be unfamiliar, but a translation follows every few sentences. In this case, given by my former student and current collaborator, Sehee Chun. I hope you find this conversation as rich and rewarding as I did, and that you will take this opportunity to engage with other languages. Now, without further ado, from Nevermore Film Festival in North Carolina, here's Neri Do discussing her film, Trance. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank you for agreeing to come on. I'm deeply, deeply appreciate it so much. Yeah, yeah thank you. I wanted to just quickly say this is Sehi, my former student. She's here anytime you need help with any communication at all. She's absolutely wonderful. And she's been collaborating with me on the questions and discussing your film and so forth. I understand. Are you okay if we go ahead and get started with question one? Yeah. Okay, great. So what kind of research were you doing that led you to become interested in a story about transhuman medical experimentation? Uh, 그러니까 PET라는 인물이 좀 자기 논리로 설명을 하고 있긴 한데 하고 있긴 한데 그래도 판타지적인 요소가 많이 있다라고 일단 말씀해 주시면 될것 같아요. 네. So the director is saying that this movie um just to start like to introduce the movie it has a lot of fantasy elements in it and the character Ite does kind of explain a story but it has a lot of fantasy just overall. 예 예. 저 일단 처음에는 그러니까 근데 판타지적인 부분이 있기는 하지만은 어 제가 이 영화를 이렇게 처음에 딱 구상을 할때 리서치를 많이 했던 거는 뇌과학 쪽이었고요. 그래서 뇌과학에 대한 이야기인데 이제 그어 제가 옛날에 좀 과학적인 테마에 관심을 갖기 시작하면서 뭐 이런 뭐 시공간이나 뭐 다중 우주 같은 거뭐 이런 것들을 공부하다가 그러니까 인공지능 뭐 이런 것좀 공부하다 보면 뇌과학 쪽으로 가게 되, 되거든요. 그래서 so the director has said that this movie has a lot of fantasy elements, but um, when the director was preparing the movie, she had some interest in the scientific and scientific stories. And naturally, the director became interested in things like time and space and AI. And while she was interested in that, she also had the opportunity to kind of study neuroscience, which led her to transhumanism. Yeah. So, 
So um, what prompted the, the director to get interested in this is that the director herself has like a kind of like yeah. a, um, uh, she doesn't feel comfortable with the idea of like humans being the center of everything like self-centeredness and that kind of spurred her idea or like her interest in things outside of just people just humans and like taking an interest in things outside of humans to you know search for a truth when um like having a, a bit of an animosity against humanism is what the director has an interest in and that's what portrayed yeah yeah very cool I'm really sorry because I was totally remiss. I introduced my translator, Sehi, who's wonderful, but I forgot to introduce myself. I'm so sorry. Annyeonghaseyo. I'm Ariel Basca, host of Ride the Omnibus. You are so welcome on the podcast, and I'm so happy to be able to talk about this film because I really enjoyed your film and all the ideas within it. Thank you. But I have a question about what you have seen, just simply, I'm interested in thank you. Director was interested how you watched the movie, like um, if you can provide a short review um, about your thoughts on the film. Sure. So basically, I felt that the film was full of ideas. There are wonderful sequences that hit you very hard the second time you watch it. For some reason, the first time you watch it, it's a little overwhelming. But on the second time I watched it, I absolutely fell in love. I really appreciated a lot of the intellectuality of the ideas and individual sequences the first time. But the second time, I really felt like I absorbed much more of the message and an understanding of the film. The director was saying that in Korea it hasn't widely released in theaters yet, but in Korea, like based on the film, critics and distributors who watched the film so far, she's heard that the movie is kind of hard to understand. It's a bit difficult the first time watching it. Because I, I really love the ideas contained in it, and there are certain things that you do pick up the first time. There are certain scenes, I think, that are enormously successful the first time, but with all of the time loop imagery and all of the issues around the fusion of man and machine, mm. some of the implications in the storyline are lost along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. the second question is one of the reasons why I like your film so much, even from the very first reading of the film, everything in the second question came through. So your film talks about mental health through depression, OCD, eating disorders, as well as physical disabilities in a new and exciting way. And you show the transformative power of technology and adaptive medical devices as part of the future landscape of treatment that really is already here. 
So what led you to connect to the disability community within this story? Uh, 일단은 그, 그 뭐지? Uh, 이 영, 그러니까 그 디스애블리 커뮤니티라는 표현을 쓰셨는데 장애 뭐 그런 어떤 장애 어떤 공동체 뭐 이런 거 말씀하시는데 그러니까 솔직히 이 극을 만들 때는 그, 그 소외된 사람들이나 장애인들을 뭐 이렇게 대변을 해야겠다 대변을 해야겠다라는 생각으로 만든 건 아니에요. 그러니까 그렇게 생각하실 수 있지만은 그거는 아니었고 사실 이 영화 그 시나리오를 쓸때 가장 궁극적인 목표가 그냥 저의 바람이긴 하지만 꼭 관객들이 그래야 하는 건 아니지만 저의 생각은 뭐였냐면 그냥 그냥 다 그걸 봤을 때 그들 머릿속에 남아있는 게그이 영화의 플롯이길 바랬어요. 플롯의 어떤 구조이길 바랬거든요. 스트럭처가 남아있길 바랬거든요. 그래서 사실 그거에 좀 집중했던 부분을 일단 먼저 말씀해 주시겠어요? 네. In your question, you mentioned the disability community, but the director actually did not have the disability community or other marginalized communities in mind when creating the story. And while some people may see some of that in the movie, that wasn't the original intention or focus. And the director also mentioned that there wasn't really an intention to portray those stories or like use this platform for them. What the director had in mind actually was that after the viewers finish watching the film to have the plot structure be something that they take away from the film. Yeah. So, 어, 그래서 이게 제가 사실은 거식증이라는 코드를 썼을 때는 그, 네, 이게 내과학과 뭐 내과학에 대한 얘기와 전기 충격이 들어와야 되니까 그것들을 상상하다가 이제 뭐 번개, 전기 뭐 이런 거 생각하다 보면 피레침이 떠오르잖아요. 그래서 피레침에 그 마르고 마르고 이렇게 뾰족한 이미지들을 떠올리다가 거식증으로 일단 거식증인 캐릭터를 먼저 생각했다고 해주시면 될것 같아요. In the movie, it has a bit of neuroscience in it, and um, because So I guess to go back when um, the idea of the eating disorders was first thought of being used um, because the overall movie has like elements of neuroscience and the electricity elements in it. The director thought of something kind of like pointy, like like spiky, uh, and then the lightning rods came in mind. Yeah. 제가 거시증은 그 다큐멘터리를 본 적이 있는데 아무튼 좀 되게 흥미로웠거든요. 그 흥미로웠던 측면이 양상도 되게 다, 다양하고 사실 실제 우울증 같은 거랑 같이 오기도 하고 그래서 어 그런 측면들 때문에 이제 되게 흥미를 갖고 있다가 어이 이야기 인물이 주인공으로 끌어들였었고요. 그리고 실제로 되게 우울증이나 그 거시증이 심해질 경우에 전기 충격을 받아요. 예. 요거 해주 예. So the director had an interest in eating disorders and saw this documentary about eating disorders and found that a lot of times eating disorders also come with depression, like they come together. And reality, actually, when you have an eating disorder or depression, a lot of times you experience something similar to an electrical shock. Mm, 제가 아까 말씀드렸던 것처럼 인간 중심주의가 싫다고 했잖아요. 그래서 약간 좀 인간이지만 인간 아닌 것 같은 캐릭터들이 필요했거든요. 그래서 그렇게 생각하다 보니까 약간 몸에 이질적인 요소를 차고 있는, 의수를 차고 있는 캐릭터인 나노처를 생각을 했고, 그리고 
또 전기 충격이랑 연결하기 위해서 약간 강박증 치료도 전기 충격으로 해요. 그래서 그렇게 하는 피이테라는 인물도 어, 생각을 그렇게 했던 거예요. 연결해서. 예. So the characters Nanocha and Pite are also in this movie. And um, going back to what was mentioned about not having this antipathy against the idea of humanism, the director wanted to include a few characters or who are human, but not like human-like, I guess, and like what we typically think about as humans. And um, also OCD is also treated with electrical therapy in real life. So that's how those elements were connected. Mm-hmm. So because of the eating disorders and OCD, I guess an element of disability was included in the movie. And those ideas kind of go beyond what we might typically think of as normal. Um, and that follows what I value, what, what my personal values, and also helped me to explore like a different world. That's how like everything was kind of pulled together in the movie. So I also love that your film explores this relationship between faith and free will and evil too in Min Young's story. Is that a conflict that you feel is important to broader ideas about technology around the world as new capabilities are developed? Uh, yeah. 일단은 이 트랜스휴먼이라는 것 자체가 사실 그 신의 그러니까 종교적인 그런 질서하고 지금 그 그거를 거스르는 거기 때문에 일단 고민형이 고민형이라는 그 캐릭터가 그 아, 트랜스휴먼이 되고 싶어 하잖아요. 그러니까 트랜스휴먼이 되고 싶은 그 욕망을 표현을 할때 일단 분명히 갈등을 할것 같거든요. 그그 그 캐릭터가 그래서 그럴 때 자유의지라는 그런 것들을 이제 의, 그 의문시하고 있잖아요. 그런 화상 기도를 할 때. 화상기도 할때 그런 자유의지에 대한 발언을 하는 부분이 필요했던 거고요. 여기. 예. So in the movie, Minyoung wants to become a transhuman and to kind of portray that ambition that Minyoung had to become transhuman, the director felt like Minyoung would have had a lot of internal conflict in pursuing that desire, that ambition. And that's why the elements of like free will come to play. 일단 그렇고, 얘는 제가 신에 대해서 생각하는 거는 일단 뭐 영화 보시면 느끼시겠지만은 무신론이기도 하고 그냥 신이라는 게그 인간이 필요에 의해서 만든 어떤 허구체라고 생각하거든요. 그래서 픽션이라고 생각하기 때문에 그리고 뭐 성경도 그냥 하나의 그 역사 스토리 같은 거라고 생각해요. 근데 어쨌든 그거를 믿고 있는 건데 어 사실 그 종교 같은 게또 이게 다 연결되는 건데 사실은 그 종교라는 것도 보면 약간 인간 중심적인 그런 것들을 되게 견고하게 만드는 역할을 하는 것 같거든요. 그러니까 그냥 좀 뭐랄까 그러니까 종교에서 보이는 종교 커뮤니티 같은 것들을 좀 비판적으로 봤을 때 약간 좀 그들이 얘기하는 뭐 연대나 공동체 이런 것들이 사실 좀 되게 정치적인 경우가 많고 막 배타성을 좀 떼고 있는 경우들이 많잖아요. 그래서 그런 비판 의식도 좀 들어가 있긴 해요. 그래서 뭐 그런 일단 요거 여기까지. 예. So the director feels that gods or like higher spirits are like fictional ideas created by man, created by people. And even the Bible, the director feels it's historical story created by people. And 
taking a critical perspective on religion. Religion often has, um, it's very humanistic, it's very focused on people, and even the ideas of solidarity or community that are promoted by religion are often political, and, and religion can be exclusive um, in, in those aspects. 그래서 그냥 어쨌든 예, 그래서 핵심이 뭐냐면 음, 신과 좀 신이나 뭐 인간이라는 이런 그런 개념들을 조금 초월해가지고 좀 비, 비인간적인 사고 좀 인간 아닌 다른 것들에 대한 사고 생각을 좀할수 있는 것들이 되게 필요한 것 같고 저, 저, 저는 개인적으로 그리고 그, 그런 것들이 그냥 과학적인 좀 사고라고 생각하거든요 그래서 그런 것들이 신하고 연결된 거예요 그래서 사실 좀 비판적인 의식을 갖고 있어요. 그래서 뭐 근데 근데 이 말은 해주세요. 저는 개인적으로 이렇게 개별적으로 뭐 새벽 기도를 한다거나 약간 좀 명상을 하는 그런 시간들을 갖는 분들의 시간들은 존중한다고. 네. <웃음> so um the point that the director wants to make is to focus on things other than humans, other than people, and the director feels it's necessary to think about those things outside of just humans. And that kind of connects back to spirits like gods and has a critical stance on that. But she also wants to point out that people who like do morning prayer daily or like meditate daily or have those like personal practices, um, the director fully respects that and the time that people take for that. That's a good point. And I think that attitude does come through very clearly in the film. Thank you. And I wanted to ask about the bullying in this film. It's quite intense. And because of the constant forced eating and forced drinking within the film, it, it does feel like sexual assault. How hard was it to choreograph those scenes and to fix the camera positions? Uh, yeah. 일단은 이 장면은 시나리오 때는 사실은 성폭행 장면, 그 오줌을 매기는 장면이 있거든요. 그 주인공 여자애한테 그, 그 마태용이라는 아이가 그 오줌을 먹이는 장면이 사실 성폭행 장면이었었는데 그 시나리오 수정을 할때 그게 이제 저희 그때 그 당시 한국에서도 미투 열풍이 있었거든요. 미투 열풍이 있었고 좀 그런 장면들이 좀 되게 민감한 소재였던 거예요. 그래서 약간 그 연출부가 그뭐성 감수성 얘기를 하면서 조금 수정을 해야 될것 같다라는 그런 피드백을 줬었고 그래서 사실 좀 바뀐 부분이에요. 그래서 저도 생각하기에 이게 계속 먹는 걸로 괴롭히거든요. 먹는 걸로 괴롭히니까 마지막에도 그냥 오줌을 먹이는 게더 일관성이 있다고 느꼈어요. 그래가지고 그렇게 바꾸, 바꾸기를 잘했다는 생각이 들고 연출을 할 때는 이 장면을 연출할 때는 워낙 그냥 배우들이 알아서 잘 해가지고 연습을 한번 하고 가긴 했는데 워낙 그 조연들이나 그런 주연의 합이 잘 맞아가지고 제가 그냥 민영이의 반응, 그 연기적인 반응에만 좀 집중을 했던 것 같고, 예, 뭐 크게 다른 어려움은 없었다고 예, 해주시면 될것 같아요. 그러니까 반응, 그 괴로워하는 반응에 포커싱을 두는 게 중요했어요. 예. So in the movie, there's a scene where Taeyong force feeds his urine to Minyoung, and that scene initially was written as a sexual assault, like a rape scene. But um, at the time in Korea, the Me Too movement was very intense. And um, naturally, like due to the what was going on in Korean society, the film's directing team thought that we need to be more sensitive to issues like this and how we portray it in the film. So they revised that from a sexual 
assault scene to this force feeding scene and how the director came to the decision of making it a force feeding scene is because before in earlier parts of the movie Taeyong like forces Myung to eat different foods so to kind of like keep that continuous that was edited to force feeding his urine and in terms of how they were choreographed before the shoot there was like a rehearsal the actors did practice it once but the director was saying how the actors were like they re- worked together really well so there wasn't particular direction or like choreograph necessarily and while shooting that scene the director focused on like Minyoung's response to the attack to the assault in terms of the the aspect of wanting to address the topic of assault in the first place did you have a purpose in mind in terms of the general arc of the film 한번 번역 한번 해주시겠어요? 이 영화를 전체적으로 봤을 때그 폭행 장면을 넣고 싶은 이유나 이유가 있으셨는지? 아그 오줌을 먹이는 폭행 장면이요? Um, you mean specifically the urine force feeding scene or like just assault scenes in general? The the assault scenes in general. I mean, I, I see that Min Young is being bullied throughout, but even before the urine scene, it feels very sexual. It feels sexual in all cases to me personally. And I just wondered if if you were trying to make any kind of commentary on gender politics at all. 영화가 전체적으로 그 민영이 그 오줌을 강제로 먹이는 아, 먹는 그 당하는 장면 외에도 그 괴롭힘을 당하는 장면들이 많은데 그어 장면들 모두 이제 진행자님께서는 그 모두 약간 성폭행처럼 느꼈다고 하시더라고요. 근데 어그전 거도 뭐꼭 성폭행을 의도했던 건 아니긴 한데 일단 그런 장면들이 필요했던 거는 어 그냥 민영이가 어떤 트랜스 휴먼이 되고 싶어 하니까 그 현실에서 그 인간 아닌 다른 더 초능력을 갖는다거나 뭔가가 더 자기를 증강시키고 싶어 하는 거잖아요. 그러니까 그런 거 그런 거에 있는 계기, 계기 동기가 필요했던 거죠. 그렇게 해서 얘는 괴롭힘들을 계속 심어둔 건데 좀 먹는 코드이기 때문에 그걸 약간 성적인 코드로 이해하셔도 괜찮다고 그런 부분들이 심어져 있긴 해요. 앞에도 뭐 소시지 같은 거 매이거든요. 그래서 그런 것도 이해는 한다고. 네. When the director added those other assault scenes before in earlier parts of the film, it wasn't intended to be sexual or like sexual assault, but because those eating elements, it's a re- reoccurring element, he understands that it may be um, understood to be a sexual assault. And also these scenes were added. The director felt like these scenes were needed in the movie because Minyoung wants to become a transhuman. And those moments are kind of like what sparked her desire mm-hmm. to become transhuman mm-hmm. and want to be something other than human. Mm-hmm. So... It's interesting because the title comes from the Latin word trans, which means across or beyond. And so many boundaries are broken in this film between time, space, self, separation of self and others. And I wondered if you could comment on how you see these boundaries in the real world. Uh, 제가 이 질문을 받고 좀 생각을 해봤는데 그 궁극적으로 제가 영화를 통해서 이렇게 앞으로 표현하고 싶은 것들이 이런 경계를 계속 넘나들고 음, 이걸 좀 캐트라트리고 무너뜨리고 
이런 것들을 부수는 그런 그런 것들을 보여주는 게 저의 목적이지 않을까라는 생각도 들었어요. 사실은 근데 일단 요거부터 얘기해 주시면 될것 같아요. So um, I I left this out in a previous response, but the director mentioned that all the questions were very interesting and thought-provoking, and this question in particular was interesting. And after receiving the interview questions, the director thought about this particular point. more in depth and thought that in my future projects and in my future um, work, I would like to continue to break down these kinds of boundaries and go beyond them and go past what these boundaries divide or like place a limit on. ドミニオンアパン、ドミニオンアが있잖아요。韓国でと。で、ドミニオンアチェンナマンブンドリ。お、的に、さえ、さえな、さえ、じゃ、じゃ、じゃ、じゃ、じゃ、じゃ、じ
you shouldn't create ethics based on what is quote unquote good. So instead of deciding and defining what is good and creating ethics based around that, the director thought that you needed to kind of challenge that idea because even in something that may seem evil or bad, there is good in it and just continuously breaking down these boundaries or like thinking beyond these boundaries and questioning these boundaries is how the director feels is a more ethical approach. I'm sorry, um, it wasn't a cultural critic, he's a um, literary critic. Ah. Yeah. Uh. 어쨌든 저 제가 철학 철학을 전공했던 것도 좀 이런 바운더리를 이런 걸 이렇게 생각하는 걸 좋아하는 것 같고 그런 식의 연습을 좀 했던 것 같기도 하고 그래서 어 아무튼 그 계속 이런 이런 것들이 다 인간 뭐 약간 인간 중심주의가 계속 나오는데 인간 중심주의도 뭐 인간성을 다 규정하는 거잖아요 그런 것들이 다 싫고 좀 그런 것들의 규정을 깨고 그런 바운더리를 넘고 뭐 이런 것들을 뭐 하는 것들이 그런 것들 그러면서 약간 좀 하이브리드한 그런 그런 존재들을 좀 보여주는 것들을 재밌어해요 제가 그래서 그런 것들의 경계를 넘는 것들을 되게 선호하고 제가 영화를 통해서 구현하고 싶은 비전이라고 말씀해 주시면 됩니다. The director majored in philosophy in college, and during that time, like studying philosophy, it was an opportunity to kind of think about these boundaries and getting into like a practice, like a habit of thinking like beyond those boundaries. And the director doesn't like thinking like so in terms of humanism and deciding like having things so defined. Um, the director likes to you know um, go beyond and like break down these boundaries and to introduce things that may seem like hybrid in what they create. And the director hopes to continue uh, expressing those ideas, breaking boundaries in their films. That's wonderful. <laughs> And in general, in terms of the title of the film, were you explicit in using a title that can be read two different ways to international audiences? I didn't write this down as a question, but I just wondered if if that was something that was on your mind on on some level. As mentioned in your question, the word trans, the director understood it as meaning going beyond or across. And in relation to that, trans encompasses going beyond mm-hmm. like things in general. Like mm-hmm. o- overarching um, theme of this movie is like going beyond. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some people said to change the title, ah. but the directors thought like a kind of a stiff title, but they didn't want to change it. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think you should change it under any set of circumstances. 
I do think it, it's important as a title for the concepts you're trying to make. I just wondered if that was a deliberate decision on your part in light of the international community. How hard was it to cast the actress who plays Min Young? She has so much to go through in this film. I, I couldn't imagine what the audition process must have been like in terms of finding someone who's capable of bringing that level of emotion to every scene. So the director wanted a new face, wanted to um, have like a new image um, introduced in the film. And because the director shoots films in the independent film industry, the budget was low and um, it wasn't easy to just like seek actors through the entertainment companies, through acting agencies. So what the director did was they held an open casting call and collected profiles for quite a long time, um, got like profile pictures of actors from about 200 actors, and also went through almost every entertainment agency in the country to seek out actors who fit the image of what the director had in mind for the character Min Young, and got about 50 people from agencies. So the director auditioned about 250 people in total for this character Min Young for and the audition process was over the course of three days. And in conclusion, um, the director decided on someone whose image most, uh, most close to the character Min Young. And uh, Hwang Jung In is the actress who played Min Young. And while it was Hwang's first feature film or full length film, um, and they didn't have a lot of film experience before trans because the director liked Hwang Jung In's image and thought it fit well. He was willing to work with her. And also, um, the director found that this actress had good concentration in, in <laughs> like working and in, in, in acting. Yeah. So how did you decide on the structure of the film, repeating the classroom scene with the body in the tree? Mm. Uh, 오브로 구성되어 있고 저희 아까 말씀드렸던 것처럼 의도가 그뇌뇌 그러니까 우리가 그 뇌의 구조를 뇌 구조나 뭐 근데 뇌의 어떤 흐름을 그냥 그냥 플러팅으로 표현을 하는 거였는데 
그냥 쉽게 말씀드리면 1, 2, 3부가 그 시간 행위가 계속 되어지는 부분인데 아마 영화 보셨으니까 아시겠지만 고민형 파트고 피이텔 파트고 나눔절 파트까지 거기가 1, 2, 3부거든요. 근데 그거는 사실은 그 트랜스에 빠져있는 트랜스에 빠진 민영이가 꾸는 꿈 같은 거예요. 꿈 같은 거고 트랜스의, 트랜스의 의식인 거죠. 그리고 4부 때 민영이가 교회 신을 보는 장면 있잖아요. 그 교회 볼 때가 어 정말 현실에서 벌어진 그 진실을 보게 되는 진실의 사부고요. 그리고 오부 때가 오부 때가 정말 제가 의도했던 거는 진짜 현실이거든요. 그래서 그 트랜스에서 나와서 트랜스 상태에서 그러니까 전기 충격을 받고 나와서 정말 맞이하게 되는 그 현실, 리얼 현실의 오부라고 말씀해 주시면 될것 같아요. 네, 일단 일단. So the, the entire film is broken down into five different parts. And overall, the director intended for the brain structure or the brain's flow to kind of serve as the baseline for the plot and to break down these five parts of the movie. Parts one to three is focused on time. It um, explores the idea of time first through the eyes of Minyoung and then through the eyes of Ite and then through the eyes of d o c h a r in the third part. And basically, these three parts are the dream that Minyoung is dreaming about becoming a transhuman. And in the fourth part, there's that scene where that takes place in the church. And this is basically when Minyoung confronts the truth. It's when Minyoung starts to see the truth. And then in the very last part, the fifth part is when the truth is just laid out. It's uh, Minyoung seeing the world or seeing the truth at in as a transhuman. 그래서 일단은 그 음, 그래서 이런 구조를 생각을 했던 것은 일단 내과학에 관심이 있었던 것도 있지만은 일단 제가 다중 다중의식 다중의식적인 구조를 만들어보고 싶다는 생각을 했었고 다중적인 거니까 두 명은 안 되고 일단 한세명 정도 딱 좋겠다고 생각해서 1, 2, 3부라는 이세 파트의 다중의식적인 구조를 만든 거고 그리고 어. 또 의도했던 거는 사실 그 뇌, 뇌라는 그러니까 뇌라는 게뭐 영화에도 나오는 말이지만 저희가 현실을 보는 게 아니라 내가 해석한 걸 보잖아요. 그래서 그런 측면을 생각했을 때 그러니까 보통 꿈이 현실을 반영한다고 생각하지만 그 반대를 하고 싶었던 거예요. 그러니까 현실 그러니까, 그러니까 어, 현실이 꿈을 반영하는 거죠. 현실이 꿈을 반영하는 거. 예. 좀 어렵 어렵나요? 그러니까 현실, 현실을 반영하는 꿈이 아니라 그 반대를 하고 싶었던 거죠. 그래서 5부 때 보시면 5부 정말 진짜 현실 씬에서 1, 2, 3부 때 나왔던 장면들이 자꾸 섞여요. 이렇게 섞이고 약간 좀 달라지면서 변주가 되기도 하고 그러면서 오히려 그 의식, 트랜스의 의식이었던 의식 상태에서 봤던 것들이 현실에서 드러나기 시작하거든요. 그래서 그런 구조를 보여주고 싶었던 게 저의 의도예요. 예. 네. 좀 어려워서. <웃음> So the director wanted to take a multilateral perspective or um, explore multilateral perspective in the movie. And because it was multilateral, like instead of just two characters or like two perspectives, um, the director wanted at least three different perspectives, which is why parts one, two, three go through the lens of three different characters. And in those three parts, we see not the reality, but how the brain processes reality. And in the very last part, you'll see how parts one to three kind of get mixed and get a little modified as they come together. And it's seeing the reality through the brain of a transhuman in the transhuman state. And basically, instead of dreams reflecting reality, the director wanted to portray the reality reflecting dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
그게 의도가 됐던 거예요. 그리고 그 테스라 코일이 오브, 제가 오브제를 쓰는 걸 좋아하는데 그극 자체를 테스라 코일이 이제 시공간 이동할 때마다 이렇게 추동시키는 역, 추동하는 오브제로서 등장을 하는데 아무튼 그 테스라 코일 들어오면서 약간 그게 완성된 느낌을 받은 그러니까 뭐 그런 느낌을 받으면서 썼었다라고 말씀. 뭐 이게 완전한 극은 아니지만 최고의 극 시나리오는 아니지만은. 뭐, 테슬라 코일이 되게 어떤 극을 재밌게 만들어주는 지점이 있다라고. In the movie, you'll see how the Tesla coils come into play when they're transcending the time and space. And um, the director likes to use like a particular object in their works and felt that the Tesla coils coming into play kind of wrapped up or gave a more completeness to the story. So I feel like you perfectly answered my last question, actually. <laughs> But I wondered how much did you feel you had to fight within the system to get this film made? ま、ちょっと質問ですね。あ、えっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、
science fiction as a genre in general has a very limited audience in a lot of places around the world. And I think it's such a wonderful place for you to be occupying with your films. And I love that you are doing the work that you are. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> 그, 그, 관객이 많이 없는데 그런 말씀해 주신 거죠? 네, 이제 사이파이라는 이 장르 자체가 좋은 질문 해주셔가지고 감사하다고 좀 전달해주시고 아무튼 인터뷰 요청 해주셔가지고 예전 너무 감사드리고 예 감사드린다고 예 영화 봐주셔서 감사하다고 전달해주셨습니다. <웃음> um, so the director said, um, thank you for asking such great questions and for watching her film and for providing this interview opportunity. Um, thank you so much. Very grateful. Oh, thank you so much for coming on and for being so generous with your responses as well. I wish you great luck at the festival and beyond. I really hope things go well in the release of this film because I, I think it's a very interesting vision and I would love to see more of your work. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, is this the end of the interview? <laughs> so if if you want to, I actually have a couple other quick questions, but I kind of wanted to talk about what it's like as a female filmmaker in Korea specifically, because I, I find that so fascinating. 한국에서 여성 영화 감독님으로서 활동하는 게 어떤지 또 궁금하셨다고 해요. 사실은 저는 그런 생각을 해요. 그 미투 열풍이 한 2017년도 요때 그러니까 할리우드 같은 경우는 미국 같은 경우도 미투 열풍이 왔잖아요. 근데 사실 그러니까 저도 여자 그러니까 지금 장편을 처음 찍는 거거든요. 이게 첫 장편 첫, 첫 장편이거든요. 그래서 사실 옛날에 단편을 찍고 계속 시나리오를 썼었었는데 그 계속 지원을 못 받았었는데 사실 이 트랜스가 2018년도에 지원을 받았어요. 근데 그게 저는 어떤 흐름들의 어떤 작용들이 있었다고 생각하거든요. 근데 그게 약간 미투 열풍의 영향도 있다고 생각해요. 저는 그게 한국도 그 당시에 미투가 되게 있었기 때문에 심사위원들이 영진이 심사할 때 심사위원들이 반이 여자였어요. 그래서 거기서 약간 서포트 지, 지지를 받은 게 있다고 생각하거든요. 저는 그래서 그런 측면에서 봤을 때 점점 여자 감독들이 많이 생겨야 되고 더 많이 활동을 해야 된다고 생각한다고 예, 해주시면 될것 같아요. In 2017, in Korea, the Me Too movement was spreading. And um, so Trans was this director's first full-length film. And previously, like several years ago, the director had shot short films. But afterwards, it was hard to get funding from the Korean or the film commission. But Trans was selected in 2018. So um, because the Me Too movement was still happening and it was pretty vibrant then, the director does think that had some impact on it. And in 2018, the film panel that decides which movies get funded, um, half of that panel happened to be women. Um, mm. And that definitely likely had a big impact on it. And people just became more conscious that more women need to be creating films and that there really was a necessity for it. Women yeah. filmmakers. And do you think there's hope for the future that this will continue going forward? 
이런 어, 흐름이 계속 앞으로도 있을 거라는 희망이 있으신지 네, 좀 돌아갈 것 같지는 않아요. 페미니즘적인 운동이 지금 되게 많이 많이 올라왔기 때문에 그 의식들이 많이 올라왔고 그래서 네, 저 이거는 뭐 그렇게 백하지는 않을 것 같고요. 돌아가지는 않을 것 같고 그리고 뭐 여성 감독이라는 말 자체가 사라져야 되겠죠. 그냥 감독에 그냥 다 여자가 있다는 게 희귀하면 안 되는 것 같고 그리고 아무튼 SF를 계속 찍고 싶은데 아무튼 저는 사이버 페미니스트라는 말 좋아하거든요. 제가 그 도나 헤로이라는 사람을 좋아하는데 그, 그 사람이 썼던 말인데 사이버 페미니스트적인 그런 영화를 계속 만들고 싶다고 예. 저는 전망을 좋게 봐요. 예. The director doesn't think that this flow will backtrack because the idea of feminism and like feminist consciousness has spread pretty widely at this point. So the director doesn't think um, the industry will backtrack necessarily. But like there's still that label of female film director or like woman mm-hmm. filmmaker mm-hmm. and um, the woman or female that needs yeah. to come out eventually. We should all just be filmmakers and it shouldn't be a like special thing for a filmmaker to be a woman. So that is something that needs to um, happen in the future. But the director personally wants to become a cyber feminist or like be known for cyber feminism, which is a word taken from, I don't know, this person's name, Donna Herod? Herod? Donna Herod. I'm not familiar with that person's work, but I love the idea of cyber feminism. That makes me so happy. And the director feels like as um like in this space, um all being women, like she feels that there's something that we can connect to more in the film as a woman audience. Yeah. Um, because the idea of trans is also connected femin- connected to feminism, and there's like some things that resonate between the two concepts. Um, the director would also be fine if he, if we um understood the film to be from feminist lens. Mm. I can I can definitely see that. Yeah. And I also wonder, do you have any thoughts about either next projects or organizations that you you are involved with that you would like to promote or talk about? Uh,あにまん、お、おとんたんてえさ、ファルトンはしにんげいっせしまん、くたんてえ、ほんぼらでんじ、お、あんがぱがしごしぷんげいっせしまん、まるすまいしょどちょったご。いっせよ。いや、
and she's still writing it she's still preparing it like it hasn't been like funded or like confirmed yet but what she is preparing in her next story is also about transhuman transhumanism um, but it will be a completely different story from trans this current film um, the next one will be more focused on like biological aspects or like ai in the story and hopefully with a more feminist character feminist or not the um, character but like a feminist tone to it um, and she hopes that she can also get funding for her next project wonderful well thank you so much i deeply appreciate this you've been so generous with your time and everything and i want to thank sehi so much as well for being so wonderful and so gracious and helping me out today. This is, this is very meaningful, meaningful time for me. Yeah. Thank you. That's thank good. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Whether you are stuck in traffic or sitting in your office chair, take the time to look up whose traditional lands you are on now and what treaties govern those territories. I record this podcast on the site of lands stolen from the Manahoac people. I am grateful to work on this land, and I acknowledge that we need to protect and honor the history of the indigenous people from other tribal nations that have made innumerable contributions around the world. I share this in the hope that my listeners may join me in honoring our past, present, and future. Without this land, this earth, and each other, we are nothing. Before I go, please take 30 seconds now to leave us a five-star review by clicking on support the show in the show notes. We don't want your money. We want your words. A simple RTO rocks my socks expands our reach and helps us keep bringing you great content. And connect with us on Instagram and Twitter where we are at Omnibus Ride. You can also visit our website, omnibusride.com, where you can go to dive deeper into our content and learn more about the show. A special thank you to our amazing editor, William Das. We truly couldn't do what we do without him or Danielle. Be well, be safe, and keep in touch. <laughs>